Oh, what an ordinary day. Take out the garbage, masturbate. Welcome to Track Show. I'm Harry. And I'm Tim. And this is episode 45. And he's a filthy little get. <laughs> I'm sorry. What was that all about? Add a little look at some lyrics, thought that'd be a good one. But what an episode you've tuned in for anyway, despite or uh, because of the opening. This is a good one. It's a cracker. I tell you what, uh, there are very few times where we look at each other across the mics, we give each other sneaky little eyes and say to each other, this is a good one. It is a good one. And about like 25 minutes into this episode, we went... (laughs) (laughs) Potentially a long one. Yeah. We'll see how the edit goes. Wait wait for that like little bit of silence. That's just me and Harry nodding at each other like, (laughs) this is good. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, we've got a cracker here. Yeah. Uh, Great music from the likes of... We have the Smiths in there. We have... Of course. Uh, Ghost Poet. We have The Strokes. This is a great episode. Uh, you're going to love it. It's 45. We're halfway to 90. <laughs> the other day I said, we're nearly at 50. You're like, oh, come on. Come on <laughs> calm down. And you're like, we're nearly at 90. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're nearly there. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> the point is, enjoy. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you. Where are we going to see him? and hope that they find us on the right side! (laughs) Shall we begin? Let's begin now. So, on the agenda today, there's only one thing I want to talk about. There's only one thing I've... I have in my little notepad. Really? Yeah. You've done that little prep for this week that you've got one thing in your notepad. I didn't even know we were doing an episode. I just thought, I've got one thing I want to talk about and that's it. And then I'm going to probably leave. That is frankly nonsense. Very clever. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't didn't do that one. Um, Okay, my my Frank Ocean record came, Tim. It did. How long have you been waiting for this now? I think I ordered that on... Oh, I did. I definitely ordered it on Black Friday. So that's the last Friday before December? It's, yeah, it's right? the last Friday. That I think it was the 29th or something. Of November. Yeah. Of something. It was definitely November. It's the day before um, Thanksgiving yeah. or day after. Yeah. 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 And I think it's like it's done to coincide with the last payday before yeah, Christmas. Something like that, yeah. I don't really know. No. But basically it's been ages. It's been really long. Why did it take so long? Um, I think just because they got... It was only, um, you could only buy it on the one day, so there's 24 hours you could buy it. It's quite a long time. So this is like a limited edition, black and white, blonde vinyl. Yeah. What what colours are the, oh, you you might not know yet. What colours are the I know, I've seen, I've seen on pictures. The record's black with, uh, like, small pictures in the middle. It's nothing really too special. Oh, okay. Um, but the big news is, is that I opened it. <gasps> and I wasn't planning on doing it. But here's, here's why. Because you're conning the people. <laughs> there's a bloody mark on it. Yeah. There's a, there's a little rip on the top. And imagine waiting that long for something, and it's got a little rip in it. Yeah, because the backstory is that you weren't sure when it arrived, because this is like a limited edition version yeah. of a big album. I'm thinking You were thinking, keep like, this. collectors, keep it in the seal. Yeah. And then it turns out with a little rip in, and then you weren't sure what to do about it, right? No, I contacted Sandbag, and they're, they're the people that distributed it. And they're sending me another one. 
Okay, so, so it's like boom, let's open this now. Right. So you've you've done it. Have you played it? No. No. I'm playing it on Friday. I've, I've got a special occasion. <laughs> Black uh, Friday. Long Friday. To see a friend who also very much likes Frank Ocean, Emily. We've had her on the podcast before. We're going to listen to it together. 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 <laughs> and it, we're going to make a thing of it. Okay. Um, You're going to sit in silence for 45 minutes? Well, I was thinking it would be it would be nice to like chill, but then I've got to get up every now and then to, to swap the record over, haven't I? Or to swap both sides. You say every now and again. I mean, it's like There's, 25 I'm going to have to do that four times. Oh, it's two, it's two discs. Two, two, yeah, two vinyls. Okay. So, yeah. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. But it was it was nice opening it because I found out quite a few things about who's on, on that record. Any goodies in there? Rostam. Rostam, Bangalore. Wrote some guitar on Siegfried. Really? Yeah. Legend, I mean... Or I think, um, I think there's a sample of him. And I looked up the song and I couldn't find it, so I think he's just like basically has a song or something, and he's mm. taken bits from it. But we love Rostam. Yeah, we do. For obviously Vampire Weekend, uh, and the honors, but then uh, Hamilton Lifehouser. Yep, and um, loads of other stuff. He's done loads of stuff at the moment. Yeah, he's done quite a bit as well with other people. Big, 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 big. Um, obviously, some stuff I knew like Beyonce. I've still saw Kanye's name Beyonce. on there, um, and I don't know what he did. Everything. Um, Francis invented music. Yeah, he's on everything. He's somewhere in the notes of every everything made. Yeah. Um, and then it would just kind of tell you, like, there's the little bit about the Beatles and the, like, um, as I said as well, I wondered if they would be credited and they are. It yeah. just says, it's like Frank Ocean, Paul McCartney. Because <laughs> there was a thing at the time, wasn't there? Yeah. I remember, like, in all the hype of Blonde coming out, there was, like, um, a list of credits and, like, yeah. acknowledgements. And everyone that... was on it. Yeah, like literally Bowie and I mean, like Jesus. Yeah, I think Moses was definitely on there. Yeah, there was actually some weird. Yeah, it was like, ev- like everyone. Yeah, Einstein, all had a little helping hand in. Yeah, blonde. So yeah, that's been quite exciting because I've been like it's what been like eight on eight weeks or something. I'm gonna just shout out though. That's weird behaviour from you to open it and then not listen to it. I know. Well, I, I it was sitting there, well, and I it. knew that I was going to get this one um, through, this other one through, and I'd already said, like, "Let's do this little listening party." And uh, yeah, I, I, I'm not, not going to ruin it for myself. What did you use to pierce the film? Because that's always one of my scariest. You know it really was scary. Every, any record I get, because I like... already know it's easy to tear, obviously, because it's got bloody tear in it. But I, <laughs> I just kind of. Um, Got the very edge of a scissor. Oh yeah, I do, I do that. But then you you might nick an edge. Well, I looked. Like, oh. I looked at the the biggest opening on it I could, and like held it really close to my finger so nothing could go wrong. Um, but um, do you know what I did? Yeah, and I just slit it, and it was it was all yeah. groovy. I was really. I've never been so careful with something. Oh yeah, it's stressful. Even though I know I'm just going to use it, and I'm not trying to like yeah. keep that one. Yeah, but still, like, there's something about the physicality of a record where it's, it's like got sm- it's got fingerprints on it, right? Yeah, that aren't mine. It's got Maybe fingerprints, and I can't take it off. The funny thing is, I keep looking at my Reddit and stuff, and people are like, um, "I've I've asked him on Twitter, or I've I've emailed them and asked when Frank's going to say." It's like Frank isn't like at his home, like yeah, he is. Like, this like, is a big DIY job. <laughs> it's not. Also, it hasn't got the um, Black Friday sticker on it, mm. which I think already like. Does that mean it's not like first edition or something? Oh, no. So if you out there, I know um, 
I know uh, Jay of Will I Am's. <laughs> Jay Williams, my American brother, he has it. Does he? Yeah. I don't know if he's got it yet, but let me know if uh, yours has the Black Friday sticker on it. And anyone else who's got it, let me know. And how you pissed the film. And how you pissed the film. <laughs> I mean, that, you have I pissed the film. I once, I'm trying, really desperately trying to remember what record it was, but once I got a record that I've been really waiting for, I feel like it might have been the first Temples album. Really? I don't know why I was that excited for that, because I didn't even love that album that much. But I remember the only thing I could find to, like, uh, tempt the seal open was a uh, pair of nail clippers really and like sort quite of difficult. clipping at the corner and being absolutely terrified that I was going to clip off the corner and just being like oh wow yeah but this is what happens when it you was do a, it was a seminal moment it was yeah. weird it was good you get a little puff of American air it was I, I, all I could think about this is this is a stupid it smells like hot dogs <laughs> classic <laughs> um, this little bit of brown like cardboard fell off and for like 10 minutes I was like this was in America once not that I'm holding a record from America yeah. I was looking at this bit of cardboard like oh this has been in my favourite and despite the fact that you were in America once also yeah yeah. I'm too young too young though. yeah but still just too hold yourself too soon um, is that is that a song yeah too young, too soon. No, it's, too much it's a take young. on a song, yeah. Yeah. Too I young, know. too soon. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't have made sense if I said the real one. Uh, so yeah, that's kind of been a, a bit a big thing for me this week. Yeah. What about you? Nothing at all. Any fun stuff? Uh, absolutely nothing. I mean, you've you've got yourself a new place. Oh yeah, potentially. Well, we're we're still holding off on that. Really? Maybe I may have got Raven's Nest. It's not going to be Raven's Nest. It's a bit Raven's Nothing Nest. like Raven's Nest. No, but I... Raven's Nest is unachievable. <laughs> yeah. I may... With, I'm uh, I'm reluctant to publicly announce that I am no longer homeless. Um, Good. Because, yes, I have been accepted by the humans who live in the house. They have welcomed me in and they have said, we want you within our home, Tim. You've got to sort out the pain. But then, works. Marcella in Spain... Has still not done my references. Why do they always live in different countries? Because the rent you get in England. Yeah. Can, yeah. I know so many people that have landlords that live in Spain. Yeah. No, she lives in Spain, mate. And I mean, it's good. My old, when I was at uni, my second, the, sec, the first house I had actually, my landlord lived next door. And that isn't what you want. Nah, mate. You definitely don't want that. And she was a fucking nightmare. Yeah. Uh, so. Fuck you, Polly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we're keeping everything crossed for that. Yeah. Um, aside from that, nothing particularly exciting has happened. Um, I went a bit mad on Snapchat on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> lots and lots of... He's done a madness. I've done a madness, mate. Do you want to hear a little a little taste of... This is me and uh, Ben Brooks, regular Did you do it? I tracks. I don't know if I saw this. Was that on your story? It was do you on want my to story give your for... Snapchat out? It was on my story. Yeah, Absolutely. Uh, absolutely done. <laughs> um, my Snapchat is TM Garrett, double R, double T. I've got to do mine now. I don't do um, stories really, but I will if people start adding me. Yeah. I'll go a bit mad on the stories. I think mine's, I added. Um, sorry, mine's Harry Willie, W I L L I. Of course it is. Yeah. Big Willie style. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think I added a lot of things to my story between kind of 3 and 5 a.m. And yeah. then, fortunately, woke up to go to the toilet about 7 o'clock and happened to just be on my phone and Snapchat was still open 
and looked at my own story and there's only been like one or two eyes on each item but I was just like oh my god these cannot stay out in the world <laughs> into the day these do not seem to need to see the light of day but there is a good one like just audibly, audibly yeah where this is me and Ben about 5am on Saturday the LD brothers <laughs> yeah. What's that? Just us messing about in Ben's bed. Do you want to watch it this time? Yeah. What's this? It's Peep Show, right? The LD Brothers. <laughs> LD. The LD Brothers. That's yeah. what Jez and Mark are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought it said LD Brothers and I was trying to put the thing together. The Light Disposal Brothers. I love that you, you just went... You were probably just sitting there watching some shit, probably. And you we were watching Peep Show. I've got something in my head. No, Get we the were... camera. <laughs> no, we were watching Peep Show. Right, okay. Yeah, that was where it came from. Um, but yeah. Fucking crazy week, yeah. <laughs> Mental. I got a record. Mm. Yeah. And I'm I mean, putting off work. That's all I've been doing. We are loons. Yeah. Um, but without further ado, we really should probably get into... What we might no longer be calling musical highlights of the week. Are we still doing that? What have we decided? We're, we're kind of just free flowing in the beginning now. We've gone mental, listeners, and uh, this might just be. What do we call it? This... We didn't have a name. Just, <laughs> just the beginning part of the show is where we talk about stuff. I think it also went from our suggestion in the WhatsApp group was to take it from musical highlights of the week to. This week in music, because <laughs> yeah. that changes everything. <laughs> the words have changed slightly. Yeah. We've just moved week to the end of the sentence. Okay, so for this week, let's just call it musical highlights of the week. But beware, people at home, or on the train, or on the bus, or wherever you are. Changing here. Next week, it might be called something different, but it'll be the same thing. We're rocking the ship here at Traction. Yeah, rock the boat. Don't rock wanted the boat, to say baby. rock the boat, and I thought that's not it. Let's say rock the ship. Stupid idiot. <laughs> <laughs> this week in music, I don't know anything. Um, uh, so who wants to go first? Uh, I'll go first. You go because it's fairly short and sweet. But it's been a little like you. Uh, <laughs> Same gag two weeks in a row. Four for two and a taste of sugar. It's <laughs> my favourite part of last week's show. Um, so it's actually been a little bit of a bumper week. In terms of music releases. It's been a good one. Yeah. There's actually one that I can't say about. Um, I don't even want to say that. It's Basically what you're saying is that you've been listening to a leak of something that was illegal. It might have, might have happened. In... I was sent it by the artist themselves, let's say that. But you weren't, were you? You also <laughs> downloaded it from LimeWire. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, it was actually leaked on like a... Um, just a WordPress website where you can stream it. Really? Yeah. But I will not say what it is because I do not condone it. No, but it also might sound a bit like... Panther. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, but uh, Loyal Kana released his new album, Yesterday's Gone. He did. And, uh, you know, long-term listeners will know that Loyal Kana has a very special place in our hearts because uh, episode number one... It was uh, a song that we played then. It was Harry's first ever yeah. uh, tracks show discovery. My first discovery on the show, yeah. And um, an artist that we've kind of, I think, you know, championed sounds like we're really uh, 
maybe kind of self-aggrandizing in how much difference we've made to his career, which is virtually know. none. It seems a bit coincidental, doesn't it? I think we've, uh, we've really loved Will Connor's work for a long time and have been really, really excited for an album to finally drop. And really, you know, I think as you said on our Twitter account, really actually quite proud. And yeah. It, and, you know, just delighted to see him get it. And, you know, before we get into what we think of it, from what I understand, it came out last Friday, so we're now five days after release. Yeah. From what I understand, it's going to go to number one. Yeah, that's some news you told me. I did, Which I is massive. Massive, massive, massive. Considering when we talked about him last time, anyone that I talked about him to didn't know who he was. Um, some people I know now have heard it on the... I was, in, I was at work and I heard it on the radio. Yeah. Um, and it's just weird to be hearing this guy's name everywhere. Yeah. Because, like, the last time... The only place I'd heard of him was the show, and I'm sure that just means I wasn't looking in the right places. Yeah. But. but it's testament to a guy who I think, you know, we as sort of uh, hip-hop fans, but also Brits, you know, we're kind of kind of conscious of British hip-hop music, and I think yeah. haven't really had an artist There's that stands up in quality and credibility. Most people I know don't like listening to a British accent in kind of, in hip-hop. Yeah. I, I well, mean, we've had, a, we've had a few, you know, songs here and there and a few artists here and course, there. Of course, of course. They're not all like shit. But, but um, like he does, you know, the latest single, which the name has just slipped my mind. If you can tee that up for me, that'd be single. beautiful. Uh, I believe it was Damsel, Damsel Fly. It's the It's got like the big choir in the background, but I can't remember. I can't remember the name off the top of my head. Yeah, I think it's Damsel Fly. But anyway, it's in some ways in production and kind of uh, feel of the track is not dissimilar to stuff that some. Uh, Definitely American hip hop artists are doing, but he just you know other British artists you'd feel like they just can't level up you know lyrically in terms of delivery and just in terms of the whole feel of the track. But he just kills it Absolutely. like anyone, and I think he does it throughout the album. Like it's um, for me, I, we'd we'd aired our concerns, didn't we, previously about maybe it being a little bit samey in turn because I don't think on this album you're getting he's not ex- experimenting with sounds and he's not trying to give you something that you never heard before it's more of a I think this is a very personal album yeah, I th- yeah. it's I th- got his it's, it seems like this collaborate and it says it all just at the the, the album cover yeah I, that's exactly what I was about to say that you look at the cover and it kind of you know the same way uh, the To Pimp a Butterfly album cover tells you everything you need to know about this kind of uh, politically vibrant um, you know speaking up for his background yeah. album that he was about to put out you know this is another black and white image but tells you a completely different story about an album of a guy who yeah it's about family and home yeah. and about family belonging and and closeness to all of those people because yeah. there's like I get the feeling and I and it's I get the feeling that everything on this album is from a friend of his yeah. or somebody close there's so many of these little like skits in between there's some with fans there's some with his mum yep. there's some with friends one of my favourite little tracks is Swear 
where he he's you hear his mum swear and then it's it's just him having a little dialogue with his mum about yeah. saying you're the reason I swear and she's like that's not fair that yeah, you yeah, say yeah. that and I remember just I absolutely loved that and yeah. I, I'd only heard it the once and I just I, I think I tweeted him straight away I was just like that is just brilliant yeah because I love those things. they're the personality they're the from, do you remember the first Jamie T album yep exactly there were those little album. bits yeah and those make the it's, album for me what, what's the one these cunts doing cunts wheelies, doing on, wheelies bikes. on bikes mate <laughs> it's brilliant <laughs> but like I, I'm a huge uh, advocate of skits I don't think enough albums have skits on I want that little insight into who you are as well yeah but like, I feel like in some ways this album doesn't need it in, no. just in terms of I've got the insight of who he is there's so anyway. much yeah from the songs the, yeah. the feel of the songs just really portray that yeah like there's countless ones in here but um, there's one I think it's Son of Jean yeah that's all um, with his mum and his mum does like a little poem at the end yeah. and it's just beautiful and then the last song Yesterday's Gone it's weird it was um, it's like this weird like acoustic Beatles song yeah but I don't know actually who's singing in it I'd like to, no, it doesn't. It just says Lorcana. It doesn't have any. Um... You have to buy the record, anyway. Yep, I will. <laughs> um, it, it's. I don't know. It was. Um, it was charming. Yeah. Uh, it's not necessarily like great. It sounds like sketchy, and the way that the album cuts off at the end. But that's is weird. Yeah, but that that's kind of what's great about the whole thing as well. In that. Yeah. You know, charming's an interesting word because it's seen as quite like British and like maybe in some ways patronising of something which has got like its own legs but yeah. at the same time like it is charming and I think you know we've talked before on this about his delivery like it's, it is a bit of a kind of low um low energy is the wrong word but like it's quite relaxed yeah it's relatively monotone like it is authentic is the word authentic, I think yeah and That's like brilliant and I just remember thinking that last song felt to me like this collaboration of like the first time I heard it I just thought I want to jam to this yeah and it made me think like is it purposely there to feel like um, it's like an inv- inviting you in to take part in this thing as well just because of how personal it felt it felt like I was part of that yeah and obviously he's this is I don't think an album for the people it's more kind of um about this is me this is what i stand for this these are my friends this is my family hello to us kind of thing and and, but it's so warm and like so easy to listen to and it sounds to me like this kind of i to friends if i did they don't know them i just say it sounds like this kind of um jazz room rap kind of thing yeah especially with all the samples he uses and stuff yeah you can hear that crackle like it's coming from a, a yeah and it has got that and... and it's got a bit of a throwback feel yeah, to it um yeah I think basically what we're saying is there's so much to love about it yeah, and it really you know love is really kind of the right word because it's it, it has that personability to it and yeah, yeah. just a great album I you know, I'm going to confess at this moment I haven't given it anywhere near as, yeah, ma- as many. Yeah, you've obviously listens. been busy because I've been telling you constantly to go and listen to it. It's been a yeah, I've been busy at work. Yeah, <laughs> but like even so, I'm still, you know, in the least patronising way possible, totally charmed by it yeah. and totally love it. And again, I've once again forgotten the name of the latest single. 
damselfly. Yeah. I hear that all the time on the radio while I'm working, and I absolutely adore it. I'm just going to play No Worries. It's one of my favourite songs from the album. Uh, it's um, it's Laura Connor with Rebel Clef and Jest. Uh, yeah, go and check this album out. It's wonderful. Uh, I don't ever worry about my next step uh, I ever even worry about my next check Like it's the best bet, try getting a protect neck Living in this hurry, only worry is my next breath Cause you can get left and ghost with the rest And then at most raise a toast to the death Like it's blessed, but the second guess Pokes through your chest, till you rest Where your bread is left, wishing you were next But the best don't fade, flick it where the flame blows uh, The circle still be tighter than some cane rows I feel the pain, never worry if the pain shows Maybe Thank you so much for that. Right. So moving on to your highlight of this week. Which I think uh, is probably very obvious to you what I'm going to pick. Of course. What day was it? Was it last Friday? I think it was the Thursday. Thursday. Uh, Out of the blue, out of nowhere, we just got exciting news that a band that we both love, Gorillaz. I've come back. Uh, they've dropped a new single called Hallelujah Money, uh, which, as we discovered earlier, has had like a weird, odd release because I had uh, you sent me the link and I'd lis- I've listened to it a load of times from that link, but now I realise it's not really on YouTube. No. I, it's certainly not on Spotify. It is unlisted, so if you want to go and listen to the or see the actual video for it, you have to click a certain link from, I think, Rocks... Rocks? music or up something rocks up some, rocks yeah yeah something go like on that. their facebook you, you'll find yeah. a link there basically um, you sent me the link and that's all i've been using but uh it's this kind of four and a half minute um protest song i guess is what you would say mm. uh politically charged hugely so. so um the interesting thing is that obviously we all know that damon Albarn is the front man of gorillas generally does most of the vocals although they regularly uh, have rappers and other singers and stuff like that on there but generally Damon is kind of front and centre this is Benjamin Clementine delivering I mean at times sort of spoken word even in the video he's reading it from a book the bit at the very end this is the interesting thing I was planning on having him as a highlight either this week or very soon, because I just saw him on... I think people know his name, but we don't really. I don't know if you do. Uh, the exact phrase you just used uh, is where I was. I knew the name Benjamin Clementine. Right. But... He's won a Mercury Awards, and I was unaware when? of this. I don't know. <laughs> because I know that... I, I saw him on YouTube. He did something like a Burberry... There was a big Burberry show doing, like modelling and what's it called like a catwalk thing and he was in the middle playing piano and it was stunning like he was just incredible and he had this voice I'd never heard before and like he had this accent that you could never quite tell what it was and this this very well spoken man and I was I just I wrote him down in my little pad and was just like right he's going to be something to look at and then this album this this song comes out I'm like oh it's him again so I haven't got to like (laughs) say anything anymore that you, you now know yeah, and it's it, and it's amazing. So it's quite a kind of deadpan delivery of these. Mm. They're they're interesting lyrics because they're sort of alluding to the kind of political undercurrent that we're all currently the uh, day before having. the inauguration. Yeah, and we're all currently having to try and cope with and you know 
white water raft ourselves down this silly little stream, but without being kind of um, outwardly, you know, we, there's that song, Fuck Donald Trump. Like, it's yeah. not that. There's a moment that you only pointed out to me just before we recorded. Yeah. I've watched the video two or three times previously and never spotted that in too, the silhouettes I, at the background. I saw it today you see, it goes from uh, one of the gorilla's cartoon characters 2D. into Donald Trump back into the gorilla's It's quite hard again. to see. It's this yeah. shaking shadow in the background. Yeah. But that, it's that kind of subtlety. and yeah. It's actually something we talked about uh, quite a lot with Mind of a Lion, which is like uh, being kind of outwardly political, knowing that yourself in the stuff you're putting out, but not being so... Um, obvious in your yeah. message behind a song so the first time, few times I heard this I just thought it was a really cool song yeah. it reminds me uh, a lot of that um, King Midas Touch song that I played a few months ago as one of my yeah. highlights that Earth Will Kill You in terms of the yeah. delivery yeah. there's I'm gonna say um, verging on a rip off of a Kanye the opening song from Kanye West 808 uh, in the in the background of the first kind of two minutes you've got the boop 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 the little electric yeah. thing and then the choir comes in that is it's like to me that part is the the constant the gorilla's constant yeah. through this song. but that that is Say You Will yeah, that is right. the exact instrumental from Say You Will the first two minutes of 808's and Hearts I'll listen I'll listen to them close yeah. um and then Damon turns up for a minute and you kind of get the traditional... Somehow, he's a really interesting uh, vocalist because like he somehow sounds different when he does gorilla stuff. Yeah. But there's, I don't feel like it's going through any it's kind of that... auto-tune or any pitch changes. I mean, it's or going through some kind of vocoder, some kind of like... It sounds like 2D, who's the character, on a telephone. Yeah. That kind of... We've heard it through countless amounts of... But still, songs. like, it's still got a very Damon feel about it, mm. whilst also he just delivers it differently when it's a Gorilla song. And then yeah. he comes back in, and then we get the kind of, the really spoken word bit from Benjamin Clementine. Yeah. Basically, it's just a really interesting uh, song, which, as you say, came out of, uh, well, I suppose fascinating, but also traumatising moment yeah. in world history. And it's it's had mixed reviews, a lot of a, a lot of things I've read, and you, you should never really go into comment sections of things because it's full of people that just want to be heard. Um, but a lot of people saying, you know, you get the classic. This isn't a gorilla song, so well, by definition, it is. <laughs> but then there's people saying like, like gorillas are notorious for swapping about their sounds. Yeah, a bit, of course. Aren't they? And yeah. they've been political in the past. They're completely experimental. Plastic Beach mainly yeah. all is. Yes. Yeah. Um, and. You know that it really it. You know, everyone's completely entitled to their opinion, and other opinions yeah. are available than ours. But that is one of those uh, criticisms that really does bug me because me too. to say it doesn't sound like a gorilla song is to just kind of restrict them from any kind of freedom to ever do anything. To me, it does sound like a gorilla song because it's sonically unique and experimental and interesting and I think the whole reason that uh, gorillas were put together I think Damon Albarn is such a recognisable face certainly in British music yeah. that he kind of had sort of built this idea I don't I'm completely assuming this I don't I've never read anything or seen anything that has confirmed this but I think the reason that he put the cartoon characters front and centre 
and put himself behind exactly. is so that he could be experimental. Which is what Daft Punk did. Yeah. And it, and then to say, oh, it doesn't sound like a good song, you've just completely, to me, missed the whole one concept of, my, of gorillas. One of my main notes um, for this is that that's exactly why they are this kind of, not faceless band, but this band that can really be anything. Yeah. Because they've got these characters that kind of change and... Just put them in a different environment. You've never seen them live, have you? No, I I haven't. If it happens, it'd be great if they come to Glastonbury. Yeah. Um, I think sometimes they put up the. um, I think they always perform behind the screen. No, that's the thing that I saw some some images of like Damon Albarn singing to a crowd in a gorilla song. But I always thought they had some kind of animation projections and stuff like that. Yeah. But um, yeah, that's the main thing about gorillas that they can do whatever they want. Yeah, and yeah. So like I say to. To say it's not a gorilla song for me is completely missing the point. But also, regardless of all of that, for me, just as a four-minute piece of music, I really love this tune. Yeah, I think it's great and really, really interesting. And I would like to play it. Let's so, do that. Let's do that. Here is our tree. That's primitively grows And when we go to bed Scarecrows From the far east Come to eat It's tender fruit And I've thought The best way to protect our tree Is by building So that, my friends, was Gorillas uh, featuring Benjamin Clementine Clementine? Clementine? Clementine. Clementine. I like the old little... Like a tiny little orange. Uh, (laughs) And the song is Hallelujah Money. Uh, You can find it online, various places. I don't think it's out physically. I don't think you're going to find it on... I don't think it's really out anywhere at the moment. But it's a bit out. Yeah. And watch the video as well. The video is really cool. It's really cool. And new album this year. If that's not exciting, then I don't know. It's definite, so... Well, you don't start bringing out singles. The article's not a trail. so. So... That's exciting. Yeah. That's something to get really, really excited for. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we're going to go into a tiny little bit of music and then we're going to come back. So see you in a second. In a bit. Don't miss us too much. <laughs> As you know, Harry, I'm a massive film buff. Ah, nonsense. <laughs> I've seen about four films in my life. Yeah, I know. I managed to get you to watch a film the other day. I watched, two, about a I week, watched but... two films in like three days. What was the second one? I watched Trainspotting last night. Really? Yeah. Just for preparation yeah. of this, basically. No, basically because... and New one's coming. Yeah. So, uh, to tee this up, basically... Yeah. Um, we're kind of basing this episode around Train Spotting T2. Yeah. The new Train Spotting movie has come out this week in England, and it's a big deal here. I don't know if it is the rest of the world. No, well, um, maybe. But it's it feels long awaited and really hyped and quite exciting and interesting. And I, it reminded me a little bit of when uh, Blonde was. You're right there. It reminded me a little bit of when Blonde was about to drop Frank Ocean's album. Sorry, what's that? <laughs> for listeners um, in that 
there was kind of this big hype around something that I didn't really feel part of, but there was so much hype about it that I kind of really wanted to be yeah. part of it. Um, so, yeah. Also, the Oscar nominations are all coming out and all that stuff as well. Yeah, and La La Land. And there's Land's been that La La Land as nearly well. nearly all of it. There's no way I watch yeah, it. Like nine, I'm not going to watch it. I 14 it got. 14? I was going to say nine. 14 nominations. Wow. For La La Land. Yeah. I mean, well, the apparently the, the train spotting uh, director... Danny Boyle. Danny Boyle. I've met him. Really? Yeah. How was that? I met him... Bus stop. No, when I was... Woods. <laughs> Hello. Bench. Not just there. Um, no, I met him when... Hilariously. <laughs> I don't even know if you know this about me. No. So, um, Probably I'm going to say uh, late 2010. Yeah. I got a train up to London and I went and auditioned... No, I don't know this. <laughs> <laughs> to be... In the opening ceremony of London 2012 Olympics. Doing what? Uh, I was... Well, at first... Flagbearer. At first it was like... Yeah, I went to um, be Tom Daly's partner. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. I went... Swimming partner. <laughs> no, gay partner. <laughs> um, no. The, the, the first audition was like completely open. Just everyone had to do everything. I so you did like that. a little bit of drumming. You had to do... We did like a dance routine to a Beyonce song. Like you had to do like all kinds <laughs> of stuff. Yeah. The fact that you did this. Yeah. Who were you with? No one. I went completely on my own. What was your dancing? You obviously didn't get the part. So. No, I did. This is the thing. I got offered a place. I got through the first audition, went up for the second one, got measured up for the costume. Everything was fully set to be in London 2012. Olympics opening ceremony. And then... I accepted my place. I was going to be in the drumming, like, group. Not drumming, though. Yeah, like, playing on, like, big tubs and stuff. Like, actually playing drums. You can't play drums. I can play drums a little bit. I could play drums better than everyone else who was there. So I thought you were just dancing to Beyonce. No, I mean, I, d- I did do that too, and I absolutely smashed that. I'm not going to lie. Um, but then I got my uh, rehearsal schedule through, and it was, like, four times a week in East London for like six months all through the uh, final my final year at uni not happening so I had to reject my place not only could I not afford to do it that's a lot of time but I would have like just not got a degree to be in them so I not even seen yeah exactly (laughs) to be part but what a moment I mean to be out in front of that huge crowd say to your grandkids I was one of those playing drums I've still got my like um so you know, you know how like runners have like a little like number thing that they pin yeah. to themselves. I've still got three of those from various auditions I went to, um, which say London twenty twelve and have my number on and stuff. But yeah, I got like measured up for costumes, everything. Wow. Um, but obviously, Danny Ball directed the opening ceremony. Yeah. And my third audition, he was there and came and spoke to everyone. Wow. Um, so I spoke to him for like thirty seconds. In- yeah. Incredible that I never knew that. Yeah. It's fucking insane. Um, I can't. The point was that he said that apparently every director in the world wants to make a, make a musical. Yeah, but I'm a little bit overshone by all this news that I'm getting. I just don't know what else to say. He sort of did a little bit though, right? Because um, he did Slum Slumdog Millionaire, which not a musical, but certainly has big musical number in. No. Yes. Does it? It ends in a musical number, right? Did you do Slumdog? Yeah. Oh. Um. I can't remember. 
I, I remember that film being great and I wanted to watch it because it was just after that Skins series and he yeah. just got that. And Dev Cell just got uh, this week nominated yeah, he's been for an Oscar. Us. Are we a movie podcast now? And also, <laughs> it's 10 years since the first episode of Skins. Today. Yes, I, is it today? I knew it was this week. Yeah. Wow. But anyway, let's get back to the, we've We're tangenting off all over the place. I've met Dev Patel. Have you? No. Yeah. He's got it's really long hair and a big moustache now. Is he? Yeah. He looks like um, Lawrence Llewellyn Bone. Wow. How's that yeah. look? <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, to come back to what we're going to talk about this week, um, Train Spotting. Yeah. Iconic, classic movie, which, uh, you know, hot off the press, guys. I've just watched it and it's great, the original. <laughs> You're an idiot. <laughs> yeah, it's really, really good. Um, but arguably more famous for its soundtrack than it is for the actual movie. Certainly it provided me my first ever Tinder bio, the soundtrack. Did it? Yeah. Which was? You're learning all sorts of facts about it I know. My first one. I've been to the moon. (laughs) And then I realised it wasn't going to appeal to any women in the world. No. My first ever Tinder bio was Lager, Lager, Lager shouting. Lager, 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 Lager shouting. (laughs) Four lagers. <laughs> I'm glad you changed that. Yeah. Um, that's incredible. And incidentally, a uh, little teaser for further on, I once gave you a good Tinder bio that links into one of your songs. Does it? Yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah, no, no. Yeah. Yeah. Which I don't think you let me use because you said, no, that's mine. <laughs> and then I used it for like three days and then <laughs> yeah. you got um, So, essentially what you're saying is, in this episode, we are going to be our own music supervisors. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I did say that even. We haven't yet, but I'm <laughs> saying it now. We yeah. are going to be the music supervisor for the movie about ourselves. Yeah, the question is, uh, if there was a movie of your life, what would be the soundtrack and for what moment? But before we get there, who would play you? Who would play me? Yeah. I think it's just got to be Seth Rogen. Yeah. Just for like... There's no one else really that would like do me any justice. Because like, quite old though. Yeah, well, <laughs> you'd have to get some like CGI or stuff for younger years. But I can't think of anything. I don't know if he'd want to play me. Yeah, um, like a certain era. Certain, I suppose you can like choose older maybe era. Daniel Radcliffe. Radcliffe. Yeah. Is that just called because you called Harry? Because he's had yeah. <laughs> well, I can't think of anyone that would be. What's the what guy about um, Corden? What Corden no. I could see. What about the guy who, like, I mean, this is the story of your life. Started off a bit nerdy and then became really handsome. Who was in Superbad and oh, uh, but, Wolf of Wall Street? Oh, um, has he become really handsome? Yeah, he he looks. You're great thinking on. of um, not Seth Meyers. Um, you know the guy, anyway. Yeah, Seth's... No, Seth is his character, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was uh, Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill! I could see Jonah... With the most fluctuating weight I've ever known in my life. He yeah. plays a really massive character, and then he plays a little guy, and yeah. then he'll be massive again within, like, a month. I could see Jonah Hill as you. Uh, I'd take Jonah Hill. Yeah. In a fight. Um, <laughs> I'd have a lead of Jonah. I love Jonah. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll take anyone that <laughs> would like to. Yeah. <laughs> what about you? I've always said the guy that recently played the um, Fantastic Beasts film. 
little posh boy. Cumberbatch? <laughs> no, that's uh, Sherlock. No, the little... the little. Um, oh, um, he played... Um, the one who won the Oscar? Yeah. Uh, For Stephen Hawking. Yeah, 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 yeah. What's his name? We don't know his name. We're not going to know his name. But Did that I? guy... Uh, early sense. 20s Macaulay Culkin? I mean, he's been a drug addict since he was seven. <laughs> I got the look. <laughs> I don't know. For you. He's just got long blonde hair. Isn't yeah. The only thing I'm alluding to. Yeah. Um, maybe, I don't know. Oh, you know what? Maybe that uh, tall guy who played Nick in Skins, who's been in loads of stuff since. He played Nick in he was Skins. The, he was like the, the tallish main character. Do you mean Tony? Yeah, I think I do. Who's Nick? <laughs> Nick was like the gay dancer uh, guy. Maybe, no, maybe Nick's his real name. He also Nicholas the, Holt. Nicholas Holt, there yeah, you go. He's an X-Men. Uh, he was also the little boy in About a Boy. Yeah, yeah. Which was like filmed like two years before Skins. When I could see that because like, he had funny eyebrows, for sure. Right. Um, bit quite pale. Yeah. Ladies' man. Yeah, it's just like you. We're going further <laughs> off uh, your character now. Uh, yeah, I, I would take Nicholas Holt. Okay. Nicholas Holt and Jonah Hill. I still want Seth Rogen, though. Yeah. He needs to tone his laugh down, because mine isn't like that. Mine's yeah. more of a bellow. And, oh! like, and like you're not you're not as gravelly. <laughs> no, he doesn't sound like that. Um, okay, so we've got our actors sorted out. Yeah. So, pitch it to us, Harry. Scene number one. It doesn't have to be the opening scene. Because, no. I mean, Lord knows what will be playing over us being born. Right. Um, you just said Lord knows and all I've got in my head is heaven knows I'm miserable now Um, are you miserable now Harry? no I'm quite I'm alright you know (laughs) Uh, but the first song I have is by the Smiths and it is what a coincidence I know crazy I didn't just do that in my head to make a little link Um, the song is Ask and the scene is I haven't got specific scenes for my songs, I apologise. But, this is just my life. Um, Yeah, give us a little block of your life. I'm a shy guy, alright? I'm going to be honest with you all. You probably don't know it. I'm obviously so, like, what's the word? Just fun, exciting. You all love listening to my voice. Literally, you're crawling out of people's headphones (laughs) with all your charisma. Charisma, that's the one. I'm so charismatic. You wouldn't think I'm a little shy sometimes. And this song, I remember I... Okay, so the, the reason why I went for Smiths in the first place is... Um, 500 Days of Summer? No. <laughs> um, almost, yes. But I imagine my film being a little indie flick. Oh, of course. both of, We've both got a little indie... There's no way either of us are blockbusters, are we? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> we are not Avengers or any of that shit. We are little indie flicks. And the reason why I've got Ask in that... Firstly, I love the song. Ask me, ask me, ask. Like, that's one of my favourite Smith songs. Yeah, it was um, um, one of my favourite writers, Catelyn Moran. It was her first dance at her wedding. Really? Yeah. Very nice. I like to imagine first how dance. they danced. Yeah. Her. I hope it was just pure indie dancing. Yeah. Not just no contact, just sort of shuffling around next to each other. <laughs> yeah. Lots of hair flicking. <laughs> Maybe some uh, gladiola eye sort of being spun around each yeah. other's heads. It's interesting because you paint a picture of the song and what you might kind of, um, what your dance to it may be. 
My my thought though, like I'm thinking of the scene it would be. Maybe the no, because the picture I'm painting is that I would never go up to a female, yeah. a female that I enjoy the look of, <laughs> yeah, or enjoy the sound of, or whatever she's talking about. I'm not the kind of person that goes up to people. Well, you're. An, I think you're similar to me. Maybe that's why we get on so well How's and that? have a podcast together. In that. I think we're both kind of wrecked by insecurities. Oh, yeah. But also, in social situations, relatively gregarious. This is the problem. This is the problem I face every day, is that I enjoy those situations yeah. in a way. And also, we are, we are quite outgoing do. within them. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, but not for me, it's not even the run-up that's the bad bit. It's the bit when I get home from it and I right. analyse every single word I send. It's like, <laughs> you dickhead for saying that and that and that. I mean, I've been in situations where I've, I've, I've been stuck in word, in, in what I'm going to say. Yeah. And... Yeah, um, you do, we hear it every week on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing it right now. Um, yeah, I, I get stuck, especially in those situations where you build it up and you, you then get to the point where you, you have to sound normal, like a, like a human that can talk. And you just can't. And I have very, I have a lot of trouble in that kind of thing. But generally, I'm, I'm just a very outgoing person. That yeah. like, if I go to see, I can, I can talk to strangers. I haven't got like fears. Yeah. But um, for some reason, I just get quite anxious when, when I build these things up quite much. And it is just all down to insecurities and stuff. And yeah, this song would definitely be somewhere yeah. in the yeah, exactly the uh, it sums it all up. Yeah, shyness is nice because it's part of our character. And but a coy, can, yeah, but it can, you are a coy diva. Mm. But it can also stop you from doing all the things in life you'd like to. Yeah, and there's another line about being coy and not saying things that you'd like to. Yeah, which is all the stuff that I just yeah, it's very much me. So it'd be in there, and it has the feel. And also, want. you are one to spend a warm summer day indoors. Mm. We cannot avoid that. And also, I'd like to bum ba bum ba bum ba bum. <laughs> Uh, yeah, okay, so I'm just going to play this, and you'll get a little bit more of the kind of, the vibe that my film is going to be. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Lovely. The Smiths with Ask. Big tune. Big, big tune. One of the best ever. So, now place us in a scene in your movie. Okay, so I have gone a bit chronological. You have. Is this early years? So, what I think, when I was thinking about my life, yeah, it kind of divides very unevenly uh, into, basically, um, zero... To 24 <laughs> right. and then like the last year and I think this first song that I've chosen which I'm unsure if we've played on the podcast before so I do feel a little bit bad about that but I'm going to play it anyway um, basically 
I feel like I went through my life from like uh, being part of like a very tight knit close uh, family, yeah, and then into two like long term relationships, and like as someone who's like a bit insecure and like a bit unsure you, of himself. Sorry, are you saying you were with a family and then two long term relationships in terms of like girlfriends, girl, the, the friends that are the, girls. the female friends, you know, the ladies that <laughs> let the you lovers they let you hold them. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, so like I feel like I kind of um, maybe... Oh, I'm going a bit deep here. I didn't even expect myself to do this. I'm going to cry. <laughs> Jesus. Stay with me, people. Um, <laughs> like I feel like I maybe hid behind other people a little bit for like most of my life. Like, always been... Like you, a bit shy. Yeah. And, like... Um, yeah. Okay, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say what the song is because then it will make a lot more sense. Okay. It is the Maccabees' Wall of Arms. Beautiful, because that was going to be one of mine. Because I think through most of my life, uh, you know, uh, it's they who are my army. These people kind of guided me through when I felt really unsure of myself a lot of the time. And I think like, it kind of sums up most of my growing up. Yeah. And yeah. Even when you kind of get to 18. I stayed at home for uni rather than going away like you did. Yeah. And I spent all of uni in like, again, long-term relationships and my early 20s too. I always just had like someone else to kind of look after me. Yeah. Uh, Which is, um, you're saying it in almost a, not negative sense, but the Wall of Arms to me, the song is, is very much... No, it's, I mean, it's... Uh, I, do you I, think, so you've been within the kind of construct of no but I think of it in a really amazing way in that like you're yeah, happy you've had yeah, that kind and of yeah without wanting to be like cheesy I wouldn't be sort of where I am today and here here today necessarily yeah without like I needed that support structure around me to kind of help me through when like you I felt shy and insecure and sad I felt sad a lot I was a bit of a sad guy for quite a long time. Yeah. Um, and you know, the lyrics kind of say it all, I think. Um, so when I kind of imagine uh, the movie of my life, I think that first, like, massive, nearly all of it, was just like, um, yeah, me doing, like, everything that I was meant to do, sort of. You know, school, college, uni, driving test, first job, then graduating, getting my first job, moving in with a girlfriend, doing all that, like, following all of the, like, steps, uh, but, like, doing things that re I really needed to do to grow and I couldn't have done without all these people, mm -hmm. without a wall of arms around me. Uh, and also, uh, I think we, off mic earlier, we were talking about how, like, in some ways, like, obviously the lyrical content of songs kind of makes it fit as a soundtrack to yeah. the movie of your life. But at the same time, sometimes just like a song just feels like that was what was playing during a lot of your adolescence or whatever it is. And like, the Maccabees was just, they were just playing the whole time. Yeah, I'm, glad, <laughs> I'm really glad you chose the Maccabees because like, obviously within a soundtrack we would have had 10, 15 songs. We can only pick a few. Um, they would. There was no doubt. I've got, I had like six of their songs chosen, but none of them quite made the cut. 
but they they are definitely in there. Yeah. Like my, I li- I lived the Maccabees life. <laughs> like we all did. It's all this, there's the soundtrack. You could play every song of the album that could just be yeah of all the albums even, and it could just be the soundtrack. Yeah. So. And as someone who you know people again we're covering old ground here, but like people who kind of like the immediacy of the first album and maybe think of them as kind of like a you know a catchy indie band. Yeah. A song like this kind of really uh, shows all the other layers that Macus have got as well. So I'd be excited. Most of to... my picks were from this album. So yeah. funny enough, yeah. I don't so... know what that says. But... I think it is a really personal album. I think they really yeah. excitingly felt like they could express themselves after Color It In. They yeah. kind of, you know, they not made it, but maybe a bit more freedom. Maybe yeah, yeah, yeah. Lovely. So we're gonna play Wall of Arms. Beautiful. I walk up with the left one's eyes upon me Left one's arms around me My next pick. Right, I'm going with a song, well not a song actually, a band we played on the podcast before, a band that you introduced me to. Uh, the band is Glass Animals. And the song I'm is nodding, listeners. Life Itself. And you did show me this, and I'm actually not sure if we have played it before. No, we haven't. I know you said, Harry, listen to this, this is your life. <laughs> I, that was what I texted you, like trying to banter you. Yeah, and I thought... I was having a banter. Can't argue with it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, the one, this is lyrical for me, and it also, it, you know, it fits with the theme, and also, when I hear it, I think, you know, this guy's obviously been in the same position as me, as long as, or along with hundreds of millions of other people, because it's not that different to other humans <laughs> in the world, um, so I'll, I'll go through a few of the lyrics that mean a little something to me. So first verse, Tim. Daddy was dumb, said that I'll be something special. Always been told I'm going to be something special. I'm not. You are something uh, special, Harry. Brought me take up. that back. <laughs> brought me Immediately up take that back. I'll Don't just back. move on. I'll take it back. Brought me up tough, but I was gentle human. I was a gentle human. I'm a gentle human. No one brought you up tough, though, did they? I was... No, actually, I'm probably tougher than I was brought up. Yeah. I'm a tough soul. I take shit. Yeah. Mm. And then I crumble later on. <laughs> um, <laughs> Behind closed doors, it's it's just the it's the this pre-chorus that, that that gets me. So I can't get a job, so I live with my mum. <laughs> I take her money. I don't take her money. You know, this isn't exactly my life. Yeah. Um, but then she said I look fat, but I look fantastic. <laughs> I, I thought even on that such negative stuff. Little bit of uh, yeah. little bit of optimism there. I look fantastic, which you I never look, say. You do look fantastic. <laughs> never once. Said. I never even knew that was the next. Sorry, I feel really bad for sending this to you now because I, I, I never knew that until then. Okay, the only lyric I was sending to you was, "I can't get a job, so I live with my mum." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I which I like, <laughs> which I hilariously sent to you at a point where I was living with my dad. Yeah, so I, I felt better. <laughs> <laughs> I live with my dad as well. So yeah, um, two in one there. Um, no, this song, it's just a bit humorous to me. Mm. I like the song as well. It's a good song. Oh, it's a great song. 
Yeah, it's fun. This band, I've only heard like a few songs really, but they're quite fun. They're brilliant. I don't see them being um, someone that I'll probably keep listening to constantly. You know, you have those bands that you will go back to every now and then, but you're happy to let them kind of tail off and do their own thing in the background. Do you know what I see them as? Yeah. Is like uh, Friendly Fires of their day. Really? Like quite... I was much more into them. Because you were at an age ready to be a Friendly Fires fan. I think they're just that kind of like exciting, dancey, indie kind of... uh, Like... Kind of, you know, cool. But cool as in like cool water, like... (laughs) I don't know what I'm trying to well, say. I don't know what cool as in like cool water. I don't know what I'm trying to say by that, but like I don't mean cool as in like cool guys. I mean yeah. like chill, but not chilled. I don't know what I mean. Christ alive, you crisp. are mental, crisp. <laughs> yeah, of course. That now I'm there. Yeah. Um, no, I, I do know what you mean. Um, I, I don't know what this kind of, this this because of the optimism behind the track, kind of. Um, this would be played in the period I'm pretty much the period I'm in now. You see a brighter future. You're doing some stuff. You're not a dead out. You're not like yeah. sitting around doing shit or uh, like living off people. Yeah. Like you still dress nice. You still look cool. I dress right. Sometimes I like make my own dinner. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I, like, I just live at a parent's house, but I just, yeah, I'm still a person that does stuff. Yeah. So I'm, I'm I'm pretty happy with life. Like it's all fine. And I'm on the verge of thinking about the future, about moving yeah. out, about getting the job. That... I was hoping you were going to say on the verge of greatness when Noah's going to be involved. I mean, it, oh yeah. Ooh, I mean that's that is also there. <laughs> all this greatness I feel about this year is all about tracks and the the magazine job that I do and all that stuff. But it's, also tracks. But mainly mm. tracks. Like, tracks is gonna be big. Write and subscribe. <laughs> uh, so yeah, there's there's some there's some good stuff happening, and I yeah. feel positive. But at the moment, yeah, this song is. Yep. This is now. So, we all need a bit of humour in the middle of our of uh, movies of our life. Like, good. You know, going back to Trainspotting, that was like quite a like gritty, hard hitting film, but also really funny. Oh yeah. Well funny. Well funny. So you need a song like this. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Absolutely, Tim. Before the baby dies. (laughs) So, uh, Glass Animals, Life Itself. animals there Tim this is your second pick my second pick your second pick so please carry on uh, so yeah as I said in my last one I feel like basically up until um, like April of last year that is like one chunk of my life and then the next chunk came and a bit like you I've picked a humorous pick for it and I can tell by the look on your face when I suggested it earlier, and even now, when you know I'm actually going to pick this song, 
but you're a little bit disapproving because it comes across as a bit smug and a bit arrogant okay. and a bit cocky. But No, I said you should play it. I did say you should play it. The point okay. is that, as I alluded to earlier, we're both maybe people with like insecurities and uh, you know our own issues that we are dealing with. Which and, is like everyone listening, probably. Yeah, exactly. And um, basically, last summer, I was kind of going quite mad. Do you remember how mad I was? Yeah. I mean, of course. I, was, I was really quite mad. Yeah, it was... Like, uh, dangerously close to being, like, off the edge. Like, we nearly had a, um, intervention. an intervention at some point. <laughs> but you turn up to work, and there's me, Jack, <coughs> Hannah, Gus, just like, Tim, sit down. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't... words. I wasn't in a good place. Um, I was very sad. I was struggling yeah. with a lot of things. Um, you, held, you held your side... Sa- you know, I'll I'll talk English words in a second. <laughs> you had a part of path. <laughs> you had your head. Uh, you held your head well. Um, you held yourself very well throughout, though. I will say. I think I made people think that I was just having fun, but I wasn't having any fun. Yeah, what I mean is <laughs> you you put on a front very well. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So and well, it's the same. Well it's done the same for good, being a good actor. But it's the same as you know you with your first song. Um, hmm. But as the lyrics to the song I've picked in the chorus say, uh, I got so down that I held the world to ransom. Lonely, bored and bad. Thank God I'm handsome. I'm not trying to be (laughs) smug, but I basically, as you know, spent last summer pursuing ladies. (laughs) And like it was basically the only thing that kept me sane whilst everything else in my world seemed to be falling apart for the first time in my life I was single and doing okay in that sphere and I don't want to you know I'm to be fair we did we did have this um so tracks listeners we were at a point in March April kind of time when you know we were looking into you I was worried that you may be leaving to London with your ex-girlfriend or girlfriend at the time yeah. and we were thinking about what we were going to do and blah 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 and within a, like a month or within like two weeks you had split up from your girlfriend you was you had moved or you got an office you were like doing more with your job or something like, there was so much change everything within yeah. like three days yeah everything was different yeah so yeah, I'm I'm sure it was a pretty big year. <laughs> yeah, it's so bizarre. I was thinking this like because you... everything was such a like everything for a long time with you yeah. was yeah, very totally, much by totally the totally stable, totally yeah. stable. Like that was the story of my life. And I was, and then, I was boom, saying, we're getting pissed and drinking wine and talking to cats outside. Yeah. So like I was having this conversation with my mum that if you re- like rewind your life to one year previously, like how different does it look to now? And I feel like although I moved around a little bit. Basically, like, every year prior to last January, so the January before and the January before and the January before, they were relatively similar. Like, I was either working or in full-time education. I either had, like, a family and mum who was looking after me or a girlfriend who was looking after me. And then, like, suddenly this January, it's like, everything, everything has changed. 
Um, yeah, you got me and Ben looking after you. <laughs> barely. I mean, I'm looking after Ben. You might be looking after me. There's a pyramid effect going on here. There's no way Ben is looking after me. Let's be serious. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, it's like it's been a totally different year. Um, yeah. As much as this is a tongue-in-cheek uh, choice, and I'm clearly not being completely serious, you know, had that been another part of my life that fell apart and literally tracks was the only thing I had left, I might have just jumped off the end of the pier into the sea. And I'm <laughs> a rubbish swimmer, so I wouldn't have got back. <laughs> um, yeah, and if this is the, the song that goes with that part of your life, then it makes sense. Yes, yeah, I think it's right. I think this is the soundtrack to that bit of the year. It, it becomes a bit of a skin scene. Yeah. <laughs> cool. This is the vaccines with Handsome. So apologies, listeners, if that came across a little bit smug, but that is my choice, and Harry's looking at me right now. I okayed it. You okayed it, and you think that is a good choice for my last summer. It's yeah. better than um, something about being a crazed lunatic, so. Yeah. Let's go with that. Third choice. I mean, <laughs> I was going to say the closing scene of your film, but I really hope... <laughs> like you haven't chosen like the song that plays while you die so no, I haven't. there's loads more to come after this it's just like if a film of your life ended this year maybe yeah like with loads more to come you walk off into the sunset that's exactly what i've gone for did yeah. you know that or no all right i've gone for, i've gone for the same kind of thing so as if there was a, a film of my life and the last scene was kind of now um i've gone for a song that you told me that you love, and I love it, and it is The Strokes with Someday. Yes, I said earlier, if pushed, yeah. I would say... You're already moving back from favourite song, aren't you? No, because... because it, you, you will never be able to pick that. Yeah, because it's impossible to pick, but... Gun to your head. Gun to my head, this would certainly be in the top two or three... Songs. <laughs> it's a gun to your head. You couldn't say. I know I've got a bit of my favourite okay, song, but this so is the top. There's three. gun to my head, right? It's, it's literally being held on my cranium. I've got a gun. Yeah. Okay, so I'm saying that. Like, oh my god, right. So I'm gonna. Oh my Hurry god. up. I'm gonna press the trigger. Is it. Is it, I'm gonna is it the it. stroke someday? Is it. Is it the kinks, Waterloo <laughs> sunset? Is this. I'm, a, I'm gonna fucking pull Is the it the horrors? Bitch. Is it the horrors scene within a seat? Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> It's someday. It's someday. It's the stroke someday. That's the first thing we've ever acted out. No, it's not. There was the time when you were like in a shop and I was like, Harry, are you there? That's <laughs> like an alien voice or something. Yeah. I can't remember what that was. Oh, God! <laughs> that was it. Perfect. Um, okay, yeah. Sweet. Uh, yeah, so it's, <laughs> if not my very favourite song ever made, it's one of the absolute pinnacle. I think it's yeah. just genius. For me, I I wanted to go for a song that was uh, 
as I feel quite optimistic at the moment, I hope that lasts. <laughs> it's likely it won't. But um, this song for me feels quite optimistic. You know, it's saying that someday things will be better. But it's also about the the opening line, in many ways we'll miss those good old days. So, like, it was beautiful back then, but there's moments of your life that you kind of reminisce about which kind of bring you huge joy. And sometimes it can feel like the moment you're in right now is a bit bleak, but yeah. someday like, it's not over. No. There's an and optimism. I, you know, I see things on the horizon, and if my film were to end... It would be like that. It would be like, you know, you get the movies that don't want to tell you a specific ending, but they kind of leave you with a cliffhanger of things are going to be all right. one of the best songs in the world yeah obviously I, I mean in terms of my like potential favourite songs ever it's uh, it's maybe the only one in the last decade so certainly in my mind the best song in the last 10-15 years okay it's a genius piece of work Tim with his classic quotes <laughs> yeah I have no idea what classic I'm saying classic throwaway comment from Tim <laughs> yeah but that really 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 is up there yeah I believe you um, okay so final pick from you Tim so I have gone for a very similar uh, kind of subject theme uh, finishing line as you have in terms of like um Things are gonna get better. No. And it's not the song, things can only get better. <laughs> now I found you, Harry. Thank uh, you. No, it's not that song. Although that is true and it would have fitted beautifully. It is very true. Uh, no, I've gone for, yet again, another artist that we've uh, played previously on this podcast. I feel like... I might have gone for zero. No, in fact, I know for a hundred percent fact. Every artist I've picked today, we've played before. I think when you come into play, um, let's think about it. Let's be honest. When people come up with soundtracks for their life, they've probably thought about it before. So we're going to be picking songs that we like. Yeah, although and that, know. I don't know about you. Uh, maybe we can converse about this. This is a bit of feedback about the episode before we've even finished the episode. Converse me. I. I feel like I often listen to music and sort of in my head imagine a soundtrack of my life. But then when we came to this subject, I thought like, oh, I don't know anything. Yeah. That I mean, fit. it would be nice if over the last 24 years I was jotting notes every time I had these thoughts about songs that would play. Yeah. Because what, coming to actually picking them is really quite difficult. Yeah. But over the period of your life, it's, it's quite common that you just kind of think, well, that would be a good yeah. time for this or whatever. Yeah. But the song I've chosen for my final song and the song to end uh, volume one of the 12-volume trilogy that is the life of Tim Garrett, <laughs> because there's going to be that many exciting things that happen, 
in the next... Volume what, did you say? One of 12. 12? Yes. How's that going to work? The next 11 years and then I'll die. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to die in 11 years? Probably. This is a funny fact. One of the first things my um, grandma said to my mum was, Garrett men die young. Well, let's hope Nanny Garrett is wrong. Yep. I hope so. I don't <laughs> want to die young. But yeah. Right. Um, the song that I've picked for this, yeah, the very same sentiment that you have. It's called I Ain't Finished. Nice. And it's by Ghost Poet. You just put your hand over your mouth no, and I my did. podcast listeners can't um, hear that. So no, what I'm sorry. was that about? Um, I just had this thought of... I've just remembered the perfect song for the end, but that would be like the end end for me, not for what I'm doing. So it's not really relevant. Okay. So I just had a thought <laughs> off on my. <laughs> you just pick the song that's going to play at your funeral. Yeah. Um, by the way, there's "To the End" by Blur, which I think that's a great yeah, song. Perfect. But yeah, uh, but carry on. Thankfully, neither of us picked that because our death isn't imminent. No. But um. So I think the reason I love this song is that it's really grounded in uh, normality and it talks about like how you're living n- not as kind of a, like a simple life or a depressing life. Like you're living a life that you're perfectly happy with. Yeah. But like it's grounded in like, you know, there's lines about like just going to KFC and like eating chips and like, the normal things that you do in life but also believing maybe in hope but maybe in also like um, just like an intuition that something better is coming Um, so there's one line which I really love which is now I've got dreams but they're mixed up in the puddles of my mind lovely so good that you did a little (laughs) don't know if you heard that listeners we always uh, cut those out (laughs) Harry's throat (laughs) reacted to that line Um... (laughs) but yeah the chorus is I ain't finished I just ain't finished yeah and it's like (laughs) yeah but I think it uh, it all relates back to very kind of significantly this podcast because this has uh, become increasingly kind of my primary creative endeavour. And I always feel like I, you know, without wanting to, you know, become ridiculous and kind of uh, over-elaborate about what we try to do here. You know, we all want to leave a mark and do something that we're kind of proud of. And like, you know, building something completely from scratch where you're just sat in a living room with your mate into something already building it into what it is now is kind of exciting but also I'm not done I want to shout out all those people who left me to mourn who didn't bat it yeah I've got scores KFC bucket low born in the south but want to get north now I've got dreams but they're mixed up in the puddles of the mind and I need time Casio, Cieco, Diesel whatever it's my United K of whatever I ain't too clever but this light chips bit whenever the weather feel my so that was Ghost Poet with uh, I Ain't Finished Shick. from the album P. 
peanut butter thoughts and melancholy jam. Which I peanut butter thoughts and melancholy jam. Peanut butter thoughts and melancholy. I mean, great rendition. You don't know uh, Family Guy, which is the worst part. But I know peanut butter jelly time. Okay, good. That's what you're doing, right? Yeah, well done. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I know popular culture, even if I think Family Guy is maybe the worst thing that's ever happened to popular culture. Terrible Um, decision to say those things. Rubbish. Absolutely rubbish. It's not funny. Anyway, I think that's one of the most underrated British albums uh, in a long time. I really think that. I thought it the year it came out, and I still think it now it should have won the Mercury Prize. And he's become a really renowned artist now. But what year was that? It was... Like a couple years ago, wasn't it? The year after the XX won it, I think. Right. And I can't remember who won it then. James maybe, Blake, I think. Maybe James Blake, or maybe Young Fathers. I mean, I love Young Fathers with a passion, but I still think that's a better album. But that's completely beside the point. Uh, that's the final song of my movie. How do you feel about your movie in hindsight? Do you think it's going to be a box office smash? I feel I want to get into production really quickly. I feel so, like, ready to make a movie with all this great music in it. Yeah. Like, it it might be a shit film, but I really, like, I'm excited to get some scenes together and put some good music to it. Maybe this is, like, a good uh, therapy tool, though, in terms of, like, uh, write the movie of your life and what happens next. Like... If you're writing that script, what happens next in Thinking the film? Of it, it's like, movie. yeah, and then it's like, oh, I better actually do that bit because otherwise the script doesn't make any sense. <laughs> the film's not going to make yeah. any sense. I always, I always like to imagine that, like, you know, you see those people do TED talks of their life. Yeah, and it's like, oh, I wish I, my life was a fucking TED talk. But if you could think hard enough about what's happened, it would be. It'd be a shit TED talk. I wouldn't be able to write one. No, it'd be rubbish as well. I could have had a really f- fantastical life, but I'd still write it badly. Yeah. My speech would be shit. <laughs> anyway, on that uplifting note, <laughs> we're going to tie up this week's episode. <laughs> oh, oh, it's all worked out really well. Um, Optimistic, are we? <laughs> um, so, for those of you who have listened to maybe, by this stage, nine hours... And don't know what you've listened to. This has been tracks. So much so. I've been Tim. I've been Harry. And uh, we have loved every single moment of you listening to us talking. Uh, and we're going to take you out on a song that I think just like uh, sums up the pair of us. So not only is the second verse, I feel like looking at Harry, knowing his editorial knowledge, I feel like he's already playing underneath us because. The second verse is really what we need to get into for this outro. You know me well then. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, the second verse is about wondering about who will play you in the story of your life in a movie and what that movie will be. But the chorus really is all that matters because the fact is we, me and you, Harry, we are the greatest motherfuckers that you guys are ever going to meet. <laughs> And we're going to just let you go out on that. It's John Grant. It's GMF. And we love you. We'll see you next week. So much. Uh, Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. See you later. Alligator. In a while. (laughs) Crocodile. (laughs) But I am the greatest motherfucker that you're ever going to meet from the 
Thank you. 